Alright, alright, welcome back. Another episode of 4Train Savages Podcast. Just just wrapped up a Baltimore series, Rob. Uh, this is episode number 58, by the way. Took two out of three from the O's, as we should. You know, would have liked to sweep, I suppose. But you're not going to win them all, Rob, you know. I mean, uh, the team's dealing with some more COVID stuff. Uh, some injuries had Heaney start a game, and he kind of just didn't really look like a, a major league pitcher. You know, Joe. Joe he looked bad. Yeah, Joe, he looked very bad. Joe's Joe's had a funny tweet. He was like, uh, he was like, not sure if a fly a fly ball pitcher that sucks in Yankee Stadium is the best uh, best route Option. to go. But, yeah, definitely not. But uh, uh, how we doing, Rob? I'm I'm good. Um, Yankees take two out of three. Feeling good heading into a Seattle series with Seattle coming to us. They've been on a um, they haven't played a lot of uh, – or they've been continuing to play, so they haven't had a lot of off days, so they're on this road trip and stuff. Um, they are kind of somewhat hot. They've been beating up on Tampa for whatever reason, but we were able to handle business when we were at Seattle. Um, but, yeah, we, we scored a lot of runs on them, so you're feeling good heading into this series along with winning, you know, last uh, – what is it, seven of eight or eight of nine uh, series that we've played – at this moment and the Yankees are rolling uh they're trying they're keeping pace they're not in the second wild card spot yet like we said this is going to take down to the down to the wire so you know Oakland had a uh, walk-off win yesterday with Matt Olson so that and Starling Marte I've been talking with um some of my Oakland A friends and they're saying Starling Marte they may have overpaid in the or at least for now they think that they may have overpaid with the Lazardo, but uh Marte has already shown to give um been showing you know a lot of progress there and, and making the team better so you know Yankees get their guys in here Rizzo is making an impact Gallo has still been on a on a low stretch right now and kind of uh, slumping a bit he did have a few hits throughout the series but um, everyone's getting better towards the end so it's going to be a dogfight dude it's going to like we've said and we're going to continue saying it every episode that this is going to is it's it's um it's going to be stressful oh it's going to be a tough couple months Rob it's going to be stressful. It's going to be um, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of peaks and valleys like this team has been all year, and especially since we didn't take care of business earlier on in the season when we should have. Uh, we've made it harder on ourselves, oh, but yeah. you know, I guess we could find a silver lining in that it, it provides a super entertaining finish, and if we do end up making a playoffs and a possible playoff run, it'll it'll go down as a, a, a really big uh, – a really big season but yeah yeah dude it was a good good series win this uh this started even week. better this week uh red sox are playing like shit dude uh five game losing i know streak. i know they they won yesterday my buddy texted me he in like all caps i mentioned like i have a group chat it's like a couple yanks fans a couple Sox fans and he texts in the group chat socks win i'm like dude you just dropped five straight and yeah you beat the tigers i'm happy for you're you. not that guy pal trust me you're not that guy i was like there you go buddy but um yeah dude just a few days ago, you know, second half started, season started today or the other day. Um, Yanks were 10 games back in first place. And listen, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I mean, I probably am. But I tweeted from the account. I was like, hey, let's just get to like five games back. And then, you know, shoulder shrug, like whatever happens, happens. Yanks are six back right now. 
So I just want to throw that out there. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just throwing it out there. Six back right now, four back from the Sox in the loss column. That's five back in the loss column from the Rays. I think we play our makeup game in actually like a week or so when the Angels come to the stadium for like a day. We just yeah, play them in that one sucks game. For the, that, that sucks for them. Yeah. Angel- they have to come all the way I don't. Here. F- I don't feel bad for them, though, because, you know, Andrew Heaney. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of funny stuff going going around Twitter. I've, it was funny. First, like, two innings, everyone's like, uh, kind of like his stuff. Like, his fucking delivery's weird. Like, you know, kind of throwing hitters off and stuff. Like, I, you know, I could dig this guy. And then he gives up, like, <laughs> four, four solo yeah, bombs. Four solo bombs. Could have been a lot worse. But, I don't know, Rob. Did you get the, the feeling in this in-game one that they were kind of like, all right, we're rolling with Heaney for like 70 to 90 pitches, like no matter what. <laughs> they yeah, kind of no, just kept sure. throwing him out there. Well, yeah, in the post-game press conference, Boone was asked about him. He's like, you know, I saw really good stuff in the first inning. He was saying exactly what Yankees Twitter was saying. And, you know, he did have a good start to the inning. Oh, but, yeah. You know, this is this is what I kind of expected from him. I mean, I didn't expect any sense. Yeah. Not in the sense of it being his first game that he would do that, but like that was the worst possible way that you can get off on like on a note with this team. Just not not good at all. And you have the fan base like Hey yo, what the fuck? Why do we trade for this dude? You know? <laughs> I per- um I personally yeah. wasn't too like bugged about this game. You know, coming off a sweep, coming off of taking two out of three in Tampa, I was like, you know, you're not going to win them all. So that was like kind of my logic kicking in a little bit. So like it is baseball. Yeah, in re- in retrospect, obviously after the series, but um, they had such momentum that you were saying first game back at the stadium. We know it's yeah, a new true. I j- I was of uh, that was I wasn't going to jump off a ledge with the team, but. It was kind of typical 2021 Yankees to see that. But yeah. then you said, okay, first game of the series, not end of the world. They just basically did what we've wanted them to do in certain moments, is which is finish off the series correctly. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes they'll come out gangbusters the way they ended it, and then they ended on a, on a bad note with a, a game like this. They just reversed it. Um, and Jorge Lopez but, just shouldn't have pitched the way but he did <laughs> that was that was the other thing that was the thing that got me that I think was even more frustrating than Heaney just sucking in the offense he had five walks too five walks and he had a no hitter into the sixth inning yeah that, that was like yeah, that bad. had me very concerned <laughs> that was why after this game um I was I was a little I was a little peeved but I said okay you'll come back tomorrow and just take care of business which you know they did. They, they it looked a little shaky up until the fifth inning, and then they and then um, or what? No, that was that was the game three. But you know they took care of business. Won the last two. Yeah. You want me to? Uh, I'll I'll take the brunt of this one, and uh, I'll roll through this miserable game one. Yes. You good with that? Yeah. Go oh, for yeah. it. All right. So as we know, Rob Heaney's on the bump, making his debut. Starts off not bad, you know, 0-0 going into the third. Then we get a Cedric Mullins home runs with Mullins home run, which I wasn't. That dude is so good. Yeah, I wasn't mad. I honestly, I wasn't mad about that at all either. I was like, dude, Mullins is good. Heaney's bad, you know. One <laughs> plus one is two. <laughs> it's like these things will happen. And then, yeah. um, you know, followed up with a with a Hayes homer to left. Um, and then the homers just kind of kept coming the next inning. Two more solo shots from Mountcastle. And Urias Mountcastle, you know, likes to kill us sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
And then Rizzo kind of broke up that no-no, you know, mm-hmm. with a – oh, wait, no. that I forgot. That I, I'm thinking he hit a solo shot right here. No. This is when the Yanks scored in the fifth to make it 4-1. Anthony Rizzo hit a foul ball, which whoever caught it in left made, like, a phenomenal play. Uh, and Glaber scored. He tagged up. But we still had no hits at this time. So it was 4-1. We still had no hits. I don't remember how Glaber got to sc- – got to uh, – Got to third. I don't know if it was like a walk and a wild pitch or something like that, but still had no hits at this time. And then top six is when the kind of separation came in. Uh, Severino hits a sack fly to left. Santander scores. And then uh, Franco hits another sack. F- or then Franco hits a sack fly. Urias scores, make it 6-1. And I was like, at this point, I was like, all right, this game can like piss off for all I care. A cat comes onto the goddamn field during this game. Yeah. I didn't even see it because I like stopped watching after like in the seventh inning. Um, yeah, I felt really bad. I felt really bad for that cat. It wasn't a, <laughs> That's what people it, were saying, dude. I haven't seen the video or anything. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was like a pretty. Because um, usually it was a bad omen when you have like a very dark black cat on the field. It was a. It was. A, I've had two like black gray, cats. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a gray tag. Well, at least over sporting events, because the whole thing was back in the day. Oh, like yeah. The Cubs, the Cubs had a, uh, a black cat run on the field, and that's what they attribute some of the, um, their their hundred year period of losing to. And luckily, this one wasn't fully, um, dark black, but this one was, um, it was like a gray tabby, and he just came out of nowhere. And yeah, he ran into the back. It took him. Made the grounds crew look silly, dude. (laughs) Yeah, Michael K was talking about it. What is the grounds crew doing trying to catch him? I mean, one of them just let him run right under his legs and did not even make an effort when they (laughs) had him pinned in left field. So um, yeah, that was. uh, It was honestly the highlight of the game. I thought it was funny. It wasn't, you know, at some point people were like, oh, the Yankees cursed, da 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 da. You know, take it for what it is. But it was a funny, funny experience to kind of. I, I guess blanket over a, a shitty loss yeah. um, that you kind of just chalk up and you say, all right, take the next two. But that that was very that was very entertaining and funny. Yeah, exactly. I, if I was the cat, I would have been shitting bricks out there because that would be a scary. I couldn't even imagine just in the middle because you know, everyone was everyone was cheering at it. Everyone was, you know, getting into it about they wanted him to to outrun the security guards and stuff. So they were cheering for yeah. him and stuff. So that was that was a funny moment for the. <laughs> For the sea that will probably look back <laughs> uh, it'll be on the look world series on. dvd rob don't you worry yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um but yeah the yankees and only uh, only tough yeah go ahead no i was just gonna say only tough thing about this game is like gotta win the next two you know because you can't drop the series in any like fashion can't lose mm-hmm. a series but it was like whatever you know um so then heading into game two, uh, after the after the loss, which, uh, you know, just piled on, you're thinking, oh, we got our ace on the mound the next day. Nope. Go, comes out oh, that yeah. um, next night. Actually, during the press conference, uh, Aaron Boone found out about it in the second inning, so we didn't know about it at all. They kept it under wraps until he did mention it in a press conference. After the fact, Meredith asked him about Cole – and he was like, actually, we're not going to have him. Funny tomorrow. that you say that. Funny that you say that. Yeah, he's not going to pitch. So that happened. And then when I was listening to WFAN yesterday, or not yesterday, the day prior, 
Then it comes out. Brian Cashman is a guest on on their show and broke the news that, oh, guess who else has COVID? Jordan Montgomery. He's going to miss some time. So hopefully they're both vaccinated. So if they get two positives, they can come back and play. But someone in that goddamn lot, I don't know what the hell it is with these Yankees. fucking Tyler Wade. Maybe Tyler Wade. (laughs) Either, I don't know, they're unvaccinated, they're doing some shit, they're licking doorknobs, they're touching faces. (laughs) I don't know what the hell is going on with this Yankees team with this COVID shit. And... I understand MLB covering their ass and having the testing because we're in a, you know, even we got this variant shit coming out. You know, yeah. they're trying to cover that. They can't not ignore a pand- a one in a century pandemic and be like, yeah, we could. That's why they do have the rule that, yeah, if you're vaccinated and you get tested and then you get the negatives, you can go ahead back because it is proven that the vaccine does do better than not having the yeah, vaccine. Absolutely. So. So, you know, hopefully they get back soon. Hopefully they're both vaccinated so we can get them back soon because they've both been gangster for us. You know, Montgomery's been on a hot stretch. Oh, yeah. Cole, obviously the last start that he had against Tampa was uh, lackluster, to say the least. But, but Cole's he's a, obviously a ace. He is, uh, he is our ace. But um, coming into this, it actually sparks the um, entrance of Luis Gill. Or is it Gill? Gill? I think Dude, it's so Gil. I, was, I think that's the way they're I was, it. Yeah, I was listening to, to Talking Yanks earlier, and they were like, John Boy kept saying Luis Heel, like Luis Heel. Heel, and I was like, "What?" So I was like, so thrown off because I was um I was letting my girl watch on the TV uh, this night, and I was watching on my laptop. So I was like, oh, "Whatever, like I'll I'll throw the game on my laptop." So I wasn't really listening to the broadcast. So is it Heel or is it Gill or like it's not it's not Gill, is it? I think it's I think it I think it's it's definitely not Gill. It's definitely like it's definitely what jump like heel or heel or whatever i'm gonna type like maybe a little bit of like a g sounding in there but it's definitely not like gill like like an american accent would be like oh louis louis gill like it's not (laughs) that that's the correct pronunciation is a little different all right so now we are starting back up because we had a little bit of zoom uh disconnection and uh a little it happens little hiccup there it happens hopefully we will not have another one and you will not experience another black blackout from the <laughs> podcast in an instance so apologize there um so luis gil since i was going on about the we were both going on about the pronunciation of his name he comes in for his first major league start and he pat, uh, pitches a masterful uh first perform first talk about a first impression definitely the opposite of what andrew heaney did the previous night six innings pitch zero earned runs six k's and one walk what a just a great start from him and the offense finally backs him up in this game. We score the lucky 13 runs. We go th- go for 13. Glaber Torres starts it off with a double to get in Gary. Gary was motoring around the bases on that. Maybe the fastest catcher in baseball at this point. <laughs> uh, DJ LeMahieu also doubles in, gets in Greg Allen. Anthony Rizzo uh, singles in this uh, shallow center. This was a weird one because uh, Cedric Mullins threw it in and it hit off second base and then it like skewed and then... DJ was able to score. Uh, Stanton was able to get a single and get in Rizzo. And then Sanchez brought in Judge on that. Uh, after that, for the that was for the bottom of the third. And then Glaber gets the sack fly uh, in the uh, later in the, let's see. Oh, later in the inning because um, uh, Plutko came in to pitch. And uh, then Stanton 
also gets a home run in this game. Garbajo time. <laughs> yes, goes in and yeah, in garbage time. It is a home run. Say what it is. Um, you know, he's looked a little better, I would say, but sometimes yeah. you just look at him and he just looks very lost. Um, so nine nothing. Mount Castle is able to get in Mullins for one. That's their single run, and then. Uh, later in the game, Tyler Wade doubles. Rizzo gets a, a fielder's choice. And uh, Judge caps it off with a, sh- a classic short porch home run. And you're looking at a 13-1 route win for the Yankees. And you're feeling good heading into the final game of the series. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, Luis Heal. Or Giel. Dude, I was pumped to watch him pitch. Um he had some like good looking pitches, dude. Like his fastball obviously jumps. It sits like ninety nine, a hundred. But his changeup, dude, his changeup sits like ninety three. Like ninety two. Like he's earned himself clearly. He I mean Boone said he's gonna make his next start in Seattle. You know, which could be bad, could be good. You hope it's good. But I mean, this is a big Yanks prospect, dude. Number six on uh, the Yankees prospect list. Um, I'm not sure if he's one or two on the. I think he's. I think he's right behind Devi and Clark, and then it's Gill, then Medina. But dude, I mean, he looked damn good, and you almost wonder, like, how the hell is this talent in the minor leagues, like? <laughs> like it's a, It's almost like a, I don't want to say. Yeah, it might be a little premature, but. Blessing in disguise, dude. They use Rob. They use three pitchers in this game, all that are not on the forty-man roster. Luis Heel, uh, Riddings, who looked like ridiculous, struck out the side. Even the O2 pitch he gave up a double on was a good spot. Um, this guy sits a hundred out of nowhere. I mean, like sign me up for that. And we're throwing out Wandy Peralta over my guy, you know, Riddings right now. Like, come on. And then uh, I don't even. How am I pronouncing my guy's next name? Coener. Corner, Brody Corner comes in, gives us two to uh, kind of end the game. And Rob, we, we're saving the whole bullpen this series almost. Last the the game before they used Abreu, Licky, um, Heaney went four obviously. Licky was the only like high leverage reliever we've used, and then they come in in this game in a thirteen one route, save the whole the whole pen, and go with guys yeah. that aren't even on the forty man. So that was awesome. Yeah, it was a good win. Uh, reminded me a lot of when Devi came up last year. Yep. Uh, similar kind of, um, I would say, hype around him. A um, little different, a little different pitcher than Devi, but um, it's like he'll pumps gas. Devi's got to hit his spots, so when he like couldn't hit his spots, it was obviously troubling. But I'm excited for him, dude. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he does with his start on um, Seattle. I think Sunday against Seattle at the stadium. So, um, yeah, good performance by him, and we'll look to possibly see more from him. I'm not sure if he'll be a part of the mix when Severino is getting back, which he is also couple had his couple weeks start. away, I think. Right, Rob? Yeah, he had a two. He had he pitched two and a third. I think he had four strikeouts. So he's on his well on his way. Um, but yeah. Yeah, one of, good stuff from Luis. One of my buddies Heel. in that Sox group chat just texted Sevy's ass. I'm like, dude, fuck off, maybe. He, he's not ass. He, he's not he ass. He just doesn't he pitch just, all the time. <laughs> he just, I mean, it's just tough to say a pitcher, or it's just tough to say a pitcher is not good 
if they can't stay on it. Like that's any athlete, you know. It's like you Chris Sale's ass, dude. They're not. They're not <laughs> not good. They just, which is an important part of the game of staying on the field or staying on the court. But uh, you hope once he's back, he'll stay back this time. Yes, he's yeah. still I'm, young, Rob. You know, I think he's twenty-seven. Yeah, like Chris Gittens is twenty-eight. I think. Yeah, it took yeah, him that yeah. long to get up to the yeah. major leagues and that. So yeah, I hopefully Sevy gets back towards the end of the month. I think that would probably be their target date. Um, they'll probably work him. In, I would say they're going to work him in and starts, and then depending on where in a playoff situation, I, I don't. Yeah, Sevy's. We're in a playoff situation. It just depends how he looks, situation. dude. Right. Yes. Yeah. That also. Yeah. That's also kind of. Because like, if Jamo's pitching like shit and Sevy's like coming in and killing four inning starts, like you know they might go with him. Jamo's twenty nine. How old's Domingo Herman, dude? I wonder if Sevy would like in theory be the youngest reliever that or youngest starter in this rotation if he you know theoretically comes back. Herman's twenty nine. Who else am I missing? Quite possible. Herman Cole's definitely older than him. I think Cole's like thirty. Um. How old's Monty? Monty might be 27. And I've, like, if you can hear my dog snoring, dude, like, let me know. I'll wake this dude up. <laughs> Jordan Montgomery. Nah, it's age. fine. Little, little DJ. Little DJ. Yeah, dude, Monty's 28. That's kind of, I don't know, kind of cool. I just kind of went off topic. But, I mean, Sevy being 27 and kind of being the youngest dude in this rotation that, you know, is supposed to be, you know, at one point was this, you know, "Quote unquote ace for us, you know, debatable to some people, but yeah, still got time with him, dude. Let's see it. Good stuff. To I'm know excited. That he's coming back. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Should we hop last game? Yeah, let's hop last in the game, game uh, yesterday, last night. This was like the perfect, like this was just the nice tune-up series I needed. Sorry, I'm just trying to pull this up. Um, nice tune-up series in Baltimore." before Seattle would have been bad for me personally if we dropped this game because dude you cannot have all this momentum and then lose two out of three to Baltimore this is what the Yankees have done all year so I had to have this damn game Mm -hmm. had to have it uh Yanks obviously take this one 10 to 3 and why am I drawing a blank who started in this game Rob Jamison Tyler Jamo started this game didn't start too hot all right Top of the first, uh, Mount Castle to sack fly, get Mullins in. And then still in the first, uh, Hayes single to the left. Urias scored, makes it 2-0 Baltimore. And then a little quiet until the fourth. I'm like, come on, Yanks, let's get something going, baby, please. Uh, Mount Castle homers to right in the fourth. That's his second homer of the series. Dude continues to absolutely murder the Yanks. DJ, stop snoring, my guy. Um Bottom of the fourth, the Yanks decide to come around a little bit, answer back. Uh, 3-0 Baltimore at this time. Rizzo with a homer to right. And, dude, I'm sure you obviously saw his first at-bat at the game. He probably hooked 19 balls to the foul pole. 13 pitch at-bat. Was it? Yeah, he had yeah. in – you could tell. He like he wanted his Yankee Stadium home run, dude. He was like, yeah. give it to me, give it to me. And then he just decides, fuck it. I'm just going to put one in the bullpen because why not? Yeah. So Rizzo – Home, pulls a homer to right center, 421 feet, makes it 3-1 Yanks. And then to continue in that inning, Glaber gets a big two-out single where Joey Gallo scores. Stanton a second. Dude, Joey Gallo might not be, um, like, lighting up the box score right now and his game logs don't look great. 
Dude hustles and dude can move for the most part. We didn't even mention his catch in the first game, right? Did he have a good? Oh yeah, yeah. What did he do? Oh, I'm trying to think. It was a ball hit to left field, and he like hopped up and. Oh. Uh, hey, that's a Gold Glover for you. I mean, he is a Gold Glover. But um, Glaber singles to right. Joey Gallo scores, stand in second, makes it three-two. Yanks. And then bottom five, DJ tied it up after Kyle Higashioka, I believe. I want to say it was a leadoff double, if not one out. Um, Higgy feels like whenever he's in the lineup, for the most part, he's doing something offensively productive. So shout out Higgy yes. for doing his damn thing. Uh, kicks it off with a double. DJ gets him in. Huge game for DJ. Forgot to mention because I'm getting all caught up. But um, DJ had a big game in this. Three, th- it's 3-3 three, three all the way to the seventh, Rob. And I don't know about you, but, like, I just wasn't too stressed when it was 3-3. Three, three. I, like, kind of, like, out of nowhere realized it was the seventh inning. No, you, you like, kind of got the, the vibe hell? that they were – you got the vibe they were coming back. And it was, yeah, it was yeah. fully in exactly, and then in range, yeah. Bottom seven, uh, DJ singles to center. Um, Jonathan Davis scored. Forgot to mention that Yankees pick him up, and you know, in theory, end up sending Greg Allen down after this game too. Unfortunately, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Gary gets to third, and then. I tweeted from the account. I was like, "Big G, crack him open, baby. Come on, like, come on. There's two outs." Let's basis juice for Giancarlo Stan. Let's do something. Uh huh. It's four three Yanks this time. Like, come on, we can't. We want. We don't want these high leverage pitches. Giancarlo Stan decides to. I'm just gonna call it a pop out. <laughs> no, I won't do that. But um, it's a little <laughs> blooper double that clears. Found ground. Yeah, found ground. Found grass clears the bases. Um. Everyone scores. I think I want to say Joey Gallo was on first. This is another. He scored from first on a bloop sing a bloop double to right, which is you know two outs. Obviously, run on contact, but still, we love to see the hustle, dude. I mean, come on. And then uh, Stanton's on second. Glaber comes up. A big game for Glaber too. Doubles to left. Stanton scored. That's another two out hit. Makes it eight three Yanks. And then bottom of the eighth, it was basically a ball game at this point. Uh, DJ doubles to left. Uh, Gary scores and Jonathan Davis scores again his second run of the game in his uh, little Yankee debut. Um, so yeah, big game for DJ, big game for Glaber, I'd say. And uh, Stan had, I think Stan had a few hits in this, like three or four hits in this game too. Not four, but he might have had three. Um, Stan's Stan is low key um, doing well. Yeah, right dude, now, keep so. keeping the five hole then, Rob. Right? I mean, uh, DJ had, went three for five with four ribbies in this game. Uh, Stanton went two for three, three ribbies in a walk. Glaber uh, went two for four. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting like two for four, two ribbies. And that's all 10 of your runs, Rob. Glaber, Stanton, and DJ. Yep. So we'll take it. Oh, we'll and, and it. Anthony Rizzo, but he had the solo shot. Yeah. So Yankees come out with a series win, and we're heading into heading into Seattle, and and you feel good, and uh, you got production pretty much all across the board, probably with the exception of Joey Gallo, but we're expecting him at some point to come around. Yep. Um, this you know this slump has been since he was with Texas after the All Star break, but uh, just expect good things or hope for good things from him. Um, but yeah, I mean Rizzo and his impact has been really. Um, really really good and then it kind of lights a spark i mean there was really outside of andrew heaney 
and anyone that I may be forgetting. I mean, there was not a lot of uh, uh, options for uh, MVPs of sucking this this week or this early week because a lot of the Yankees performed well outside of that first game. Um, you know, the offense was asleep that you could say that. Yeah. But then they, I mean, they ramped it up big time, scoring twenty three runs in the next next two games. Yeah. So yeah, they really yeah. um. Yanks came around, dude. Loisaga pitched in this game. Clay Holmes looks good again. He pitched in this game. Albert Abreu closed it out. Everyone got rest, Rob, in the bullpen, except for Loisaga pitched an inning and Licky pitched an inning in this series. So Chad, yeah. Britton, and Chapman should be a full goddamn go for Seattle. They have had four days off coming into today. Mm. so Should be all ready to go. Yeah. For sure. So let's get it, dude. Um, like I said, Greg Allen did get sent down after this game, Rob. Oh yeah. I um, my about buddy, that. Um, my buddy was absolutely rip shit when he saw it this morning. A lot of Yankees Twitter is too, man. I I understand yeah. it. I mean, listen. They kept Brian Cashin. Did we say this on the last podcast? I don't think I don't think we. What did. about Brett Gardner being? Yeah, I we may I have mentioned, mentioned it, it but, quickly. But listen, man. That dude is, if anyone... He sucks, dude. I he, I mentioned this. I think I was on... Or I went on... Um, Pinstripe Strong was doing their... Uh, like a Twitter um, like talk chat thing before one of the games. And one dude had mentioned, you know, the same points that we're talking about, about Gardner. Yeah. And I just said, you know, because I think you said it too. He had the the big rally starter on the last game in Miami with the base hit. Brett Gardner finds a way at times and in moments to contribute. That just has you like, okay, now this is going to give them a reason to keep him in there, which is, yeah, is exactly. it is what it is. Um, so you can't deny that. But to know that you're starting center fielder, and we know that Aaron Hicks was that, but he got hurt, which also he was spotted on the bench, you know, see if he comes back next year possibly. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's tough, dude. You know, they love Brett. They they think he deserves this go-home, going-away tour, and he does contribute at moments. And I think that – I really think if you did, you know, if you did a poll around – MLB scouts that not only worked for the Yankees and you said look at these two baseball players and and use the eye test use the analytics for this year whatever you want to do and you know Greg Allen wasn't really crushing up the bot or wasn't really lighting up the box score whatsoever I mean I think a lot of those those uh analytic people or honestly I think it's the Yankee analytic people that want Brett in there so I take that back but if you go around the league and people would say use the eye test and you you just clearly see that Greg Allen can do a lot of the stuff that Brett Gardner can do if you give him more playing time. It's not so much of a wide discrepancy between the two. And you say, you know, Brett, just, like we always joke about it, man. Brett Gardner, when he sees a fastball, man, it's it's already by him. And yeah. it's just, no, you're right. it's really frustrating. But this is, the, this is the bed the Yankees have made themselves in, and they're going to stick with Brett. And, I mean, dude, he's already played far too many games for me, man, and, and they want him to be starting center fielder. I mean, we've heard on other pilot like, if we did an over-under for the amount of games uh, for how many he would play this year, most people would say take the under. But, I, you know, I would say, you know, take the over, bro, because the Yankees, it, they had injury issues, and then obviously we've lost. they did have those come yeah. up. So, 
I, I really don't know how to describe it. This is what they're going to do. It sucks that we had we, we couldn't really make out a center field option, say, for like a Max Kepler or, a, you know, I know Marte was expensive, so they weren't going to do that or it was more expensive than we thought. So I don't know, man. I, I understand that Yankee fans are frustrated, but we just got to get used he'll, to it for one more year he'll be, so, he'll be, or for the rest of the year. He'll be back to Rob. Uh, to your point, Greg Allen – I mean, I think he's coming back. I mean, oh, I thought you, I thought you meant Brett Gardner oh, will be Gardy, back next no, year. I hope, hope not. not. Yeah, <laughs> Greg <laughs> Allen this year uh, in forty-seven plant appearances with the Yanks, two seventy. He's slashing two seventy, four seventeen on base percentage, and slugging four thirty-two. So his OPS is what is that? Eight thirty-two plus seventeen forty-nine fifty-two eight something eight fifty something. So like, Obviously, less time yeah, than Brett. Very but, serviceable, I mean, and the fact that he's a switch hitter. Uh, Greg Allen can steal bases. Brett Gardner, you in theory think he can steal bases, but he has one stolen base on the year. So clearly, he doesn't want to, or the Yanks don't want to send him, or something. But that's another thing too, though. Um, you know, the you know you compare the numbers, and then you say, oh, um, why are the Yankees sending him down? It's not the same argument that you can make with an Estevan. Well, you Floreal can't send where, Brett Gardner. To, wait, wait. Did you say? Or I, I'm saying, I'm saying, why are you sending Greg Allen? Down? Oh yeah. And you say, why are you sending him down? And it's not like the same argument that you could have. Oh, Estevan Floreal, he's young, he's too raw. The Yankees don't, you know, he hasn't played enough major league experience. Greg Allen was a major league outfielder in Cleveland, and this is why I said when we got him in January, I said, this is a pretty solid move. And people, you know, swept under the under the rug until a couple weeks ago oh, yeah. when, when he got called up. But you know, he is a serviceable major league outfielder, and he has a lot of range. I'll tell you one thing: I think he's got a much better arm than Brett Gardner. Oh, absolutely, Rob. In the outfield, I, totally I mean, I'd rather have him in center. I think that that's that's the thing. Why I'm saying, if you at, I would really, if we had the opportunity to ask other MLB people outside of the Yankees organization and say, what do you think of these two players, and which one would you opt for? They're, <laughs> yeah, mean, they're not saying Brett Gardner. Yeah, no way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So here's like my little theory on it. They pick up Jonathan Davis, and he immediately um, fills a 40 man spot. Greg Allen having options does not fill a 40-man spot when you call him up. So I'm imagining they call up Jonathan Davis, send Greg Allen down, so now they can have Greg Allen for an, for the, whatever next injury is and have Jonathan Davis and not having both of them occupy a 40-man spot. Because with sending Greg Allen down, I imagine Wandy's coming back from the COVID IL today before this game. That's my theory behind yeah. it. And I think it may, that's just the Yankees, dude. They want, they don't really care about what's on the field sometimes. They just want to have, like, Jonathan Davis oh. is literally just insurance for them, which yeah, sucks. No, the, Yan dude. the Yankees are going to do what they want because they believe that they know more than the rest of the baseball and stuff. So they're going to do what they do. Listen, that's the way we know. And it's not surprising. And we can keep bitching and moaning about Brett being out there. But Cashman, yeah. Cashman is going to want. Cashman's gonna want what he uh, what he thinks is gonna work. When was the last time Wandy even pitched, dude? Wandy like crawled a month and a half ago or something. Yeah. Could, before, well, nah, nah. Because nah, did nah, he nah, get nah, hurt nah, and half. then get COVID? Yeah, he got hurt and then he got COVID. I think, and I think, th yeah, I think that's how it went. Let's see. Um, 
Yeah, July 8th against Seattle. That's that's almost a month. We're approaching a month. He gave up a home run. Yeah, Wandy Peralta, welcome back, buddy. Not official, you know, this is just my theory, but I would imagine him feel like he's had COVID for like two weeks now, so I'd imagine he's coming back. But, yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, they they basically came out and said that Joey Gallo will be their left fielder. Doesn't really seem like they want him playing center for some reason. Maybe they'd rather have Judge there. I don't know. I I don't blame them. I wouldn't really. Yeah. I know Gallo has the ability to, but I day to day. Keep your good players in their natural positions. Yes. Um, Let's do some uh, MVPs and MVPs of soccer. Here. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, For my MVP, because you stole him last week from me, I'm going to go with Anthony Rizzo. Once again, it's just. You know, tearing it up, being really good for us. Ah, hey, hey, where's the freaking Gabagoo? Gabagoo. He's uh, he's been uh, the Italian stallion. You know, Tony Rizzo, soprano, whatever you want to call him. The guy has been performing, and um, is winning his way into Yankee fans' hearts. To say the oh, least. Oh yeah. Um, and. He, clearly making an impact he's also a guy that you don't want to sit on days where you're batting lefty because his numbers are actually better against lefties than they are against righties which is you mm-hmm. know sight for sore eyes nowadays that you don't really see too often so anthony rizzo mvp for me tyler stole him from me last weekend so yep. I, I gotta give it to him now so he's still performing true who's yours that is true um rob my mvp of this series why is my phone not loading um Luis Heal, or Giel, however you pronounce it. I'm going to have to figure that out for the next pod. Uh, six innings pitch, four hits, no earned runs, one walk, six Ks. Um, clearly got called up on short notice, uh, finding out the day of or the night before that Cole tested positive for COVID. You just kind of, hey, surprise, surprise, let's insert like our best prospect and pitch have him start this game instead of doing some funny business. Um, so, yeah, Luis Gill, uh, six innings pitch, four hits, six Ks. Uh, love what I saw. Looked really polished, some of his pitches out there. Um, way to step up, dude. Let's fucking go. I like it. Um, so, for my MVP, just because I see on our document that you took the obvious answer, <laughs> um, there wasn't much going around, and I'm guess I'm nitpicking when I do this because the guy did have some hits and he was still walking, uh, but he did strike out a fair amount, and you know, but that's what you're gonna get. And the um, the Yankee fans were not kind to him so far. He's already kind of getting the booze, so you got so a lot bad, of those dude, fans. That's terrible. I mean, it's I know it is. I mean, we talk about it with Stanton. Stanton's gonna, getting paid thirty-two million dollars. It's inevitable, though. Oh, yeah, They know the style of play. Nonetheless, for fans in stadium, they're not as, quote-unquote, smart as the ones on Twitter. When they see strikeouts, they don't like strikeouts. Yep. So that is what it is. My MVP of sucking is going to go to Joey Gallo. And what name did you tell him? Joey Gallo. For this week, uh, or for the start of this week, hopefully, me saying this, me saying this, we know this for uh, uh, us. We know that whatever oh, we yeah. say <laughs> and whatever we are ripping the players for doing 
is going to then turn the opposite. So I'm expecting, or I am expecting Joey Gallo to suck and just have an absolute terrible weekend this weekend. God forbid the guy yeah. can't even hit <laughs> uh, four home runs this weekend. No way, guy sucks. He's not going to do anything. So Tyler, you right. for your MVP fair enough. Sucking. So obviously, I went with Heaney. Um, pitched like shit, but I'm also gonna have a second one for you. Uh, four innings pitched, six hits, four in runs, four Ks. Um, first name's Andrew, right? Or am I bugging? Yeah, yeah Andrew. Andrew uh, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Not the best way to get fans on your side, dude. Don't give up four home runs in your debut. Uh, do better. Um, and then I'm also going to pivot a little bit. Rob, this is like just rude of me to do at this point. He played a new position in this series. Oh, yeah. Rugned Odor, the captain. Um, one for 12 in this series. Is what it is. Don't really care. Just absolutely nitpicking. Um, yeah. He'll be better. It's all good. It's our captain. Led the, guarantee he led the team in high fives, though. So, yeah. I promise. That's that. a stat he will always forever lead yep. in. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Good weekend. Good week. Start of baseball. We'll take a series. First game was ugly. Thanks to Andrew Heaney. But we'll see how they bounce back. Um for tonight, I believe Nestor is yep, pitching. King Nestor on the tit tonight. So Nestor is pitching tonight, and then we have another three games after that, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And hopefully the next time uh, that we're talking to you guys, uh, we're talking about a good week of baseball. Maybe we gain some ground on Oakland this week. Who knows, though? Uh, Oakland is a good ball club, and they, they seem to keep winning. I had no problem seeing the Red Sox continue to lose. I'll tell you that yeah, much, brother. Keep it rolling. Keep Keep losing. Keep losing, Boston. Uh, but that's it for this episode of Four Train Savages, episode 58. Uh, as always, be sure to leave us a rate and review. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, follow us on our social media at Four Train Savages on Instagram and at Four Savages on Twitter. Follow us over there for funny social media content. And uh, hope, like I said, hopefully next time we're talking to you guys, we're talking about a uh, series win against the... Uh, Seattle Mariners, obviously a team that's chasing us, so we gotta we gotta be able to kick them down the ladder of the standings and continue to handle business. That's all we gotta do. Keep winning series, keep doing that. Uh, so that's it for episode 58. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>